We appreciate everyone that has come this morning. We've had a good service so far, and I hope it will continue to be so as we study the Word of God together. The purpose of my sermon this morning is to help us to appreciate Christ more. Everybody knows that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That's the most outstanding event in the history of the human race. But I believe that Christ did so much more, maybe not in, va not in value, but so much more than just die on the cross. And I want us to become aware of that this morning. There's a song in our book, We Need Thee Every Hour, Precious Lord. And I think we just kind of, you know, think, we come to church on Sunday and we think about Jesus and then we go home and we do all these other things. Christianity's not one hour on Sunday morning. Christianity's 24 hours a day. Christianity is a way of life. We don't take a vacation from Christianity. We don't exclude parts of our lives from Christ's influence. And I want to make us feel that a little more keenly in this lesson this morning. What the value of Jesus should be to us every moment of every hour of every day. I'm going to approach this kind of in a, a backwards manner maybe here to begin with this morning. But I ask the question, what would life be like without Christ? Suppose Jesus had not been willing to come. What would life be to us today without Christ? You know, when we think about that, it would be so different, so very different. In Hebrews 7 and verse 3, it says, Having neither beginning of days nor end of life, Jesus has existed from all eternity. From everlasting to everlasting thou art God. No beginning, no end. I want you to turn to John the first chapter. That's the first verse I'd like to uh, read this morning. John the first chapter. Beginning in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In verse 14 it says, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so the Word that he talks about in verse number 1 is Jesus. Jesus is the Word. In verse 3 it says, All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. I don't know how old I was before I realized that Jesus was the Creator, but I was, I was not a small child. That's something we haven't maybe talked about as much as we should. But Jesus is the Creator. We read, In the beginning was the Word, and um, yeah, in John, uh, Genesis 1, we read, In the beginning... God created the heaven and the earth. I believe that's talking about the Godhead, of which Jesus is a part. 
But right here in verse 3 it says, All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. So Jesus is Creator. Jesus and what He did for us began a long time before Calvary. And that's one thing that I want to get across in our minds today. That His involvement with the human race began before His personal ministry. Jesus created man and He created this earth. He breathed into His nostrils a breath of life. Man became a living soul. We have an eternal part of us that's going to live forever. Jesus said He created this earth to be inhabited. He put everything here that we needed for our benefit. He gave us everything we needed as a person. He created us with hands, with toes, with feet, with a brain. The things that we would need to go about and accomplish the things that He wanted us to accomplish while we were living here upon this earth. He put everything on this earth for our benefit. He gave man dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air. Everything that's here is here for us. He gave us fish, birds, animals of all kinds for meat. He gave us all kinds of plants to produce food. That was for our benefit. And so when we think about that, we think what He did for us that I think we take for granted every day. And it didn't just happen by itself. When we look out into nature, we see God gave us trees. He knew one day we'd need houses to live in. He gave us rivers for navigation. He gave us rivers to take that flood water away. To go out into the ocean to evaporate and come back in the form of rain again. He did all of that for mankind. The beauty of nature. We love to go to the mountains. We love to go to the seashore. We like to see the plains and we love to see the crops in the fall here when they're so beautiful. One of the be most beautiful sights to me is to see that grain going through an auger. I like that. When we look at nature, we see places like Niagara Falls. God created all of that for us. In Isaiah 43 and verse number 7, the Bible says, I have created Him for my glory, yea, I have made Him. And so I hope this kind of introduces us to the thought that, that Christ did more than just die on the cross for us. What would life be like without Christ?
It is not in man that walketh to direct his own steps. We can't just figure everything out. We can't try to figure out what's right and what's wrong. We know there's something missing within us. When Paul spoke to those Gentiles there at, at Acts 17, he, talked, he said, we feel for God. We know there's something more than us. We know there's something greater than us that we're seeking. And God revealed Himself through the Scriptures to us. We don't have to be ignorant. We don't have to guess. We don't have to philosophize. We know. We know where we came from. We know where we're going. We know what the purpose of life is. The Bible answers all of those questions for us. Jesus came to change our lives. To change our lives in every way. And we resist that change so much. But He wanted to make us better, better people, happier people, more at peace with ourselves and with others. That's what He came to do. And we need Him every hour. Nobody was born with the knowledge of everything. That's why we need a lot of knowledge from God. We know that anything that Jesus says or that the apostles or the Bible writer says is true. Thy word is truth. You can take it to the bank. It doesn't change. We are totally dependent upon Christ to tell us what's right and wrong. If there was no Jesus, there would be no marriage. How would your life be different if you never got married? If everybody never got married, how would your life be different? There would be no loving husbands and wives, no cuddling babies, no precious children. See how different life would be without Christ if He had not come? In Genesis 1 and verse number 3, He said, Let there be light. I'm not as crazy about light as some people are. We lived in a basement for about 40 years, and now we got a room upstairs. And I, woke up, I wake up an hour earlier every morning, so my night's shorter. Ah. <laughs> uh, but let there be light. Before God said that, there was total darkness. Suppose He had created man before He created light. Can you imagine being on this earth, in this body, in total darkness? Light's important. Light provides the photosynthesis for our plants to grow. The sun provides warmth for us, especially in the wintertime and at other times. All of these things were created 
for our benefit. What if Jesus had decided not to come? Now just think about that for a minute. There would be, there would have been no creation. There would have been no earth. You and I wouldn't even be here today. We owe all of that to Jesus. Without Jesus, there would be no sun, there would be no moon, there would be no solar system, no planets, and no universe. This would have never happened. And yet he knew what his mission was, and he knew that it was going to be difficult. But he started it all with the creation. Without Christ, and no right or no wrong, no moral standard, it'd be every man for himself. Might makes right. The biggest man, the biggest bomb. That's who's going to rule. They make the rules. And when they make the rules, they all favor them and not you. It would be utter chaos, constant suffering, and every atrocious behavior known to man. Do you know who suffers the most in evil times? Children. Abused in every way, trafficked, molested. We see a lot of that in our society today, don't we? We used to never see this stuff. That's because a lot of people are living their life without Christ. Who suffers the most in evil times? Women, battered, raped, subjected to the most inhumane treatment possible. Men can be awful mean when they give themselves over to the devil. I'm going to tell you, this is what happens when men and women say... I don't want to have anything to do with Jesus. I don't want Him in my business. And more and more saying that every day. Folks, it's called darkness for a reason. Because that's what it is. It's darkness. It's evil. If Jesus had not come, there would not be a Bible. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 37, the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. What if we didn't have a Bible? Then that utter chaos that I talked about would be rampant everywhere. Even countries that, that don't believe in Christianity, they still base their laws on the Bible. Without the Bible, there would be no law in any country. It's every man for himself. Are you glad that Jesus gave us the Bible so that at least some of us could try to curb our sinful appetites and act civil and have peace with others? 
Are you glad that we have this book that gives us blessings and wisdom and promises and hope? Then why do we neglect it so much? The Bereans were more noble than the Thessalonians because they received the word of the Lord with all readiness of mind and they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Hey, it sounded good. Let's check it out. Without Jesus, there would be no Bible. Without Jesus, there'd be no heaven. Revelation 21 and verse 4 speaks of a place where there's no, where there's no death, no sorrow, no tears. In John 14, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. We long for that, don't we? We want to be a part of that. Without Jesus, there would be no resurrection. Our hope of the resurrection is based upon His resurrection. Without Jesus, there would be no eternal life. Now just stop and think about that for a moment. Life without Jesus is this is it. Hell on earth, and then we throw you in a hole, and that's it. And that's all that life amounts to. Can you appreciate more about what all Jesus has done than when you came this morning? I hope so. That's my goal in this lesson this morning. Without Jesus, you can't talk to God. You might have all of this knowledge that we've got in the Bible, but you can't talk to God without Jesus. You know, you can take that phone in your hand and you can read numbers all over the world. And you want somebody to pick up on the other side so you can communicate with them. And most people think, well, you can just talk to God anywhere, anytime, anyway. But without Jesus, all prayer is in vain. You're cut off from God. The Bible says there's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Jesus said, if you ask in my name, God will do it for you. But you've got to ask in Jesus' name. 
See, Christians don't want to acknowledge, I mean, non-Christians don't want to acknowledge Jesus. So they don't have an operator. They don't have a mediator. They don't have a way to talk to God. I was doing some reading the other day. I got curious about some passages and ran some of the references and all to them. In Psalms 18.31, it talks about David's enemies praying. And it says, God answered them not. There was times in Israel, for example, Jeremiah 6 and verse number 16, <clears throat> Stand ye in the way and see and ask for the old paths wherein is the good way and walk therein. That was Jeremiah's message. Walk in the ways of the Lord. And they said, we will not. You know what God said? He said, Jeremiah, don't even pray for them. God says, you don't hear me, I don't hear you. Over and over that's taught. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. You don't hear a lot of preaching on that. See, everybody's got this idea they can just talk to God anytime. We have to have a relationship with God if we want to talk to God. If we want him to hear our prayer and answer it. I want you to just think about the millions of people who sometime in their life want to talk to the God of the universe. And can't because they don't have any idea how to get that going. Wouldn't that be terrible? Wouldn't that be terrible if you knew that God was out there, but He wouldn't, talk, he wouldn't answer you? If we reject His Son, He's going to reject our call. So it's very important then, <clears throat> it's very important for us to have a relationship with God. It's very important to have a relationship with Jesus so that we can have a prayer life. But I want to turn directions now because we know that Jesus did come. We know that Jesus did create the heavens and the earth. He did create man, but for what purpose? What purpose? In Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 13, the scripture says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. What is the whole duty of man? It's, <coughs> pardon me, it's to fear God and keep His commandments. In Isaiah 43 and verse 7, he says, For I have created Him for my glory. I have formed Him, yea, I have made Him. God created us to glorify Him. That's, what, that's our purpose. I guess I didn't hear that expressed early in my life, but I pray often now that I will glorify God today in the things that I do. I think it's important. 
If we want Him to be with us, we need to want to be with Him. Do we want to be with Him? Do we want to glorify Him? Do we want to be a good ambassador in His kingdom? Do we want to cause others to look to Him? Do we want to tell others about Him? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They searched for that city whose builder and maker was God. This earth is a journey, as a journey, is a testing time to prove whether we love Jesus and really are serious about wanting to go to heaven. Are we really serious? Do we really want to go? You know, if we really want to go somewhere, we find a way to get there, don't we? We make it a priority. We move other things out of the way to get there. And that's what our life should be here. We should be serious about wanting to go to heaven and spend eternity with Jesus. Today, are you fulfilling your purpose to glorify Him by honoring Him and keeping His commandments? In Ephesians 3, the Apostle Paul said, To Him be glory in the church, world without end. We cannot glorify God and remain out of the church. That's part of it. We cannot glorify God and not become a Christian. How does that glorify God? You know, we're going to come here in a few minutes, and we're going to do something that the early church did every first day of the week. And remember what Jesus did for us. The most important thing that he did for us. What if we just leave that out of our life? You know, there's a parable about that in the Gospels. A man made a great feast and he bid many to come. And they with one began to make excuse. And you know, in the end of the, uh, the parable, it says God was not pleased with their excuse making. God said, my son was willing to die, and I allowed him to die for your sins, and you don't even care? It makes a difference. It makes a difference. You know, of the things that we've studied this morning, they should cause us to stand in awe of the Son of the living God. We need Jesus. Yes, the greatest thing He did was die on the cross for our sins to pay the debt we could not pay. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one, no one, but Jesus lived without a, without a sin. And that's what it takes to be righteous before God, is to have no sin. 
but we've all sinned. So we've all got a sin problem. Jesus said, if you die in your sin, where I am you cannot come. That's pretty final. It's pretty straightforward. Yes, we need Jesus. Like a dialysis patient needs dialysis, we need Jesus. We cannot live spiritually without Him. Like a gasping pneumonia patient needs an iron lung, we need Jesus. Do you feel the need of Jesus in your life this morning? Do you think when you got up this morning that you needed Him? How about in the morning? Somebody says, oh, well, I needed Him yesterday, but, you know, life goes on Monday to Saturday. I'll need Him next Sunday. That's not the way Christianity works. We need to feel that need in our lives. We should not take Christ for granted. You know, when we don't feel the need for Jesus, our heart is not right in the sight of God. The reason God gave His Son is because we did have a need. And we're needy people. We have many needs from God. And so this morning, are you running to Jesus? Or are you running away from Jesus? You know, it's pretty easy to think about spiritual things when we're gathered here this morning on the Lord's Day and we're surrounded by other Christians who are here for the same reasons and the same purposes but then when we go out through the week, I'm just going to tell you the need is there. The need is there. Jesus is the King of kings, and He's the Lord of the lords. He's the Savior of the world, and He's our Savior. That's not a one-day-a-week job, keeping us safe. It's a 24-7 job. And He loved us, and He gave Himself for us. He's going to do everything for us that He can. You know, there's two times when people really strongly feel a need in their life for Jesus. And one of them's on their deathbed. That's the most important thing on the platter that day. What is my relationship with God and with Jesus? Nothing more important than that. Folks, it ought to be that important every single day. We don't get this special two-hour warning before we die, or two-day warning before we die. 
We don't. Now, some people, because of age and illness and other things, know that it could be very near. But we don't know the day of our death. But I guarantee you, when people feel that's near, they feel that need for God strong. Another time when they feel that need for God is when we have family turmoil. Family turmoil. When your family's tore up and you're tore up and the people around you are tore up, when you feel like the ground's shaking under you, you feel like there's no answers, you feel a need for God. Feel a need for God. You should. Because he's the only one that has the answers. Somebody says, well, I just don't think there's an answer to my problem. You know, the problem with that is the Bible says there is nothing impossible with God. Are you the exception? Are you the exception? Nothing is impossible with God. With God, all things are possible. No, not, not me. I want to tell you what's not going to solve your problem. Stubbornness. Rebellion. Anger. And calling these two verses in the Bible a lie. That's not going to solve your problem. But Jesus can. Jesus can. And when people are having problems, and they come to Jesus and say, Lord, I want this fixed. And I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. I'm going to do it. Because I want this fixed. It'll get fixed. When I first began preaching, I was holding a meeting and a, and a guy, a mid-aged guy came to me. And he said, Brother Jay, I made a bad mistake. Made a bad mistake. I messed up. And I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. Well, I didn't really like being in that position, but that's what he said. And we talked about it, and he did it. And he's an elder in the church today. Yeah. 
God fixed it. It wasn't impossible for God to fix because he had the right attitude. I want it fixed. See, we, we feel that need. I hope we do. If you don't feel that need for Jesus, then it's because you don't believe his word. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But when we refuse to hear his word, he refuses to hear our prayer. That's one reason we don't get our problems fixed. The line's down. We're not connecting. I'm going to tell you, we all need Jesus every hour of every day. And I hope we've got that point across this morning. If you're here this morning and you feel a special need in your life, you want to be sure the prayer lines are open and you want to get your life right with God, you can do that this morning. He that cometh unto me I will in no wise cast out. Whosoever will, let him come and take of the water of life freely. That's what he wants you to do. If you feel that need this morning, would you come to the front as we stand and sing?